Hey folks, it's your boy Invest Noir. Thank you so much for listening to Cigars and Crypto. We would really appreciate if you would sponsor our show. If you're listening to this on Anchor FM, there's a sponsor button there. Anything that you can donate to us would be greatly appreciated. And in the show notes, we have some cryptocurrency addresses. Feel free to drop a few Satoshi or some Litecoin on us. We'd appreciate it. One love, y'all. You're listening to the only place on the internet that offers the perfect blend of high-quality premium cigars and cryptocurrency news and commentary. Welcome to Cigars and Crypto. Now here's your host, Invest Noir. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Cigars and Crypto. It's your host, your boy, Invest Noir, and I'm with my friend, the rebel himself, Nathan Hawk. Nathan, how you doing, sir? Um, I'm doing very well, man. Very laid back. Uh, enjoying a beautiful evening. Fantastic, man. That sounds like a beautiful thing. You and I had an opportunity to meet in Philadelphia at a meetup uh, where Ken Bozak and Crypto Wendy O were. And uh, I was kind of mesmerized by your personality, my friend. You are a genuine person. And I'm um, looking forward to making my way uh, back up to Philadelphia uh, the next time you're there so we can meet again. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I guess others would say that I'm pretty colorful. I, uh, you know, I, I, I come from the entire anarchist perspective of this whole thing. So I, I, I tend to call people uh, pussies nonstop. And <laughs> I, I mean, I do. I do. And um, I'm not relenting about it. Like, uh, I'm very forceful about it, and I'm very strong-armed about it. There's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with being genuine and real. So, Nathan, how did you get into this space, my friend? Well, I've been a uh, a long-time libertarian and anarcho-capitalist since long before Bitcoin's genesis block existed. And I had also worked in the uh, security industry, you know, like uh, helping organize events, I like DEF CON and RSA and other really, really, really big uh, security conferences. Mm. So like these things kind of like these worlds collided. And I was like, well, one of these is like my pet passion. And the other one is my meat and potatoes. So it, it was just kind of like a beautiful little union. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a beautiful symbiotic relationship. It was good. Outstanding. So, speaking of events, my friend, uh, what are you working on right now? Well, it's really, it's really, really, really funny you asked me this uh, less than 24 hours after it happened. But so, I, I ran this really small test bed event called the Integrity Show, and I took it all around the country with, and I, you know, I had co-organizers and I had helpers, um, and and so I did this thing where I identified that the conference culture in the blockchain and cryptocurrency community was lacking. It was pitiful. It was miserable and it was awful. And, uh, so I, I started this small little test bed and it was somewhere between a meetup and a conference. The entire idea was I wanted to do something better. So over the course of a year, I tested all this different stuff and I, I tried all, I, I used different markets. And uh, I figured out that, that the thing that I had to do was to identify the fact that blockchain and cryptocurrency has a lot of uh, conflicting psychological 
profiles. People that are traders think that they're very important. People that are developers think they're very important. Everybody thinks that they're the most important person in this space. And there's a lot of different profiles that think they're the most important. So I started this event and now what I'm doing with it is I'm saying, everybody shut your fucking face and we're going to pay attention to one thing per event. <laughs> so the one thing that we're going to be paying event, uh, paying attention to at the next event is uh, security. I've, I've, I've lined up uh, policy writers. I've got, um, I've got people that are um, compliance officers. I've got everyone in place that the blockchain community, this immature, self-contradicting, screeching, screaming, bastard child of an industry needs to hear from and be exposed to. Okay. And, uh, and that, that I'll be doing this out in Vegas in shit about three weeks. Okay. So tell me, A, what's the name of the event? Well, a long, long time ago, it used to be called the Crypto Shit Show. But what <laughs> happened was, <laughs> yeah. So what happened was, and I love the name, the Crypto Shit Show. But what happened was is a lot of companies didn't want to spend money and, and send people and buy flights and hotel rooms to go present at an event called the Crypto Shit Show. But it, it was a great show. It was an amazing show. So I decided, okay, fine. I do have to rename it. So I, I renamed it, and I renamed it Integrity for a couple reasons. One, I didn't want blockchain being the name because I didn't want to attract people that were into blockchain. Mm. I didn't use crypto in the... I, di I didn't want to get these 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 predators, these Johnny-come-latelys. I didn't want to get these bad people involved. So I just wanted to use the word, one word, integrity. And I know it can come off like kind of douchey. Like, I don't think that I have integrity. Like, I can't say that I have integrity. But I think <laughs> it's pretty amazing that Bitcoin is a piece of code. And through trustlessness, it now demonstrates a value that used to be thought of could only be demonstrated by uh, human nature. But now we're doing it via code, trustlessness. Mm. Bitcoin has integrity. It's the first piece of code to do it, in my opinion. Right. That's wonderful, man. That's a thoughtful name. Yeah, no, yeah, no it, it, it took a lot of thought. Yeah. But I mean, still people see the name and, and I, I still think they approach it with the douchey idea that I think I have integrity. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I know I'm garbage. I wouldn't say that, my friend. I think what you are is real. You speak with That's one of us. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. So you said it's going to be in Vegas in two weeks. Do you have a, a date set already? Yeah. Yes. So I had, um, I was, I was using this beautiful, beautiful space called the Keep Memory Alive Center in, um, Vegas and I had everything planned um, for the evenings of the 6th and the 7th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. because it's Vegas in August so you want to do everything at night right mm -hmm. so it's it's between the conference and it's between your obligatory dinners and like your after parties so I thought it was a really good time to, to go okay well we can mash in some more value mm -hmm. so like I, I wanted to do those things Okay. But what, what ended up happening was um, the venue bailed on me yesterday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have I have this I have this amazing set of speakers 
a lot of people that have sp- spoken at RSA, a lot of people that have spoken at DEF CON, a lot of people that are consultants on startups out in Silicon Valley. Like I, I, like I curated the cream of the crop for speakers for this event. And the event space just pulled out from under us. I'm very certain that the reason they pulled out is because they got turned off by the entire hacker ideal. Okay. So I, I've, I've been organizing with DEF CON and a lot of other security conferences with the IoT Village for many years. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when a big security conference, the other name for a security conference is hacker conference. So when, when a security conference comes into town, typically every hotel shuts down their business center. They, they go hardcore on new policy and then um, – man up hardcore on, on, on like boots on the ground type shit. So it, 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 it gets very difficult to, to try to launch a new idea or a new event because there, there's just so many entries to barrier in place. Mm. So for right now, you're still looking for a venue. Now that I'm still looking for a venue, as of yesterday, I'm looking for a venue. I spoke to about uh, three other venues today. And so I... I always try to like keep these events as free as possible. And they're always supposed to be a B2B track. I'm not trying to do an event that has like influencers speculating on bullshit that they have no idea that they shouldn't even be speaking about. Mm-hmm. Like that's my, not my deal. The whole world CryptoCon thing like that, that's trash to me. That is absolute garbage to me. I, I want an academic gathering i want an academic gathering where people can get together and and they can go okay well you know we we can choose to obfuscate our identities and everybody can go shut the fuck up and we we've done this at a couple of my shows we've had everybody turn off the cameras and return off their recording devices and go okay we can speak freely and talk about black hat stuff talk about zero day stuff it's a really important thing to maintain i i just they're very deep topics that are hard to get into in like, you know, like a 30 cent in the explanation. I got you. So my friend, sounds like you have a lot going on in this space. Uh, I, in our discussion in Philadelphia, I remember you telling me that you were a cybersecurity professional, but uh, I did not know that you organized uh, RSA and DEF CON events. And I think that your event is going to be successful. Next time you have one, let me know. I'm not a cybersecurity professional, but I would love to show up. Well, so my idea is like, like I had mentioned earlier, like everybody has all, the, there's all these conflicting personalities in the space and, and every single conference you go to is a shit show. <laughs> I, like my idea is that this Las Vegas one, I'm going to capitalize on the fact that, you know, Black Hat's in town and B-Size Las Vegas is B-Size Las Vegas and that DEF CON is in town. I'm going to go, okay, we have these people here. Let's introduce our little immature bastard industry to these brilliant bastards and and try to do something fruitful. And so that's security, and that's August, and that's Las Vegas. Okay. So that's one thing that I'm trying to do. So I, I, I plan on sometime in the next half of this year, I plan on doing one that's all aerospace. I mean, you have Nexus Earth, you have Space Bridge, you have Chain XS, I think. You have a lot of, there's a lot of programs that want to get themselves launched into space. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm planning on going, okay, well, I'll just organize one of these events next to a huge aerospace event. Mm-hmm. And then the aerospace industry can come meet the blocking community. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, that's the idea is the blockchain community is such a noisy, screeching, shithead, bastard child <laughs> that we have to go seek out other industries and sit that child down in front of the industry so that we can move forward. And I, I, in my personal opinion, I think that's a good approach. Okay, I got you. So let me let me get you off topic a little bit. Or, or actually on topic. I have one question that I ask of everyone. And that question is, where do you see blockchain and cryptocurrency in the next three to five years? Next three to five years, great question. Okay, so listen, there's a lot of cowardice. Like the whole like Bitcoin versus blockchain idea is pretty much uh, Bitcoin means I'll be rebellious. Blockchain means I'll be a pussy. I have zero patience <laughs> for that. Dude, I have zero patience for that. So you either want to progress. The, the, idea, it, the idea isn't that it's anti-government. It's that it's anti-everything. Government just happens to be the only last problematic factor that forces itself into the equation. So um, where do I see it in several years? To forecast into the next several years is very arrogant. You know, there are so many people building in so many directions simultaneously. You know, it's, it's an explosion. So, so to say into the future is very arrogant. What I would like to see in the future is I would love to see a reemergence of the gig economy where, you know, Uber came out and then Uber, because it was a company that could be sued and it could be stopped and it could be threatened, wasn't allowed to be as fruitful as it could have been. Well, let's just say that that stopped Uber. Why would that not have been extended to Doctors Without Borders? Or why would that not have been extended to other higher echelons of professionalism? I want to reclaim, via Bitcoin and blockchain and cryptocurrency, I want to reclaim and fuck the government. I I, I want to reclaim um, the gig economy. The, the most fruitful economy there is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's absolutely incredible. And several years ago, there were services that weren't available or weren't affordably available were affordably available with frequency to upper middle class. Then Uber happened. And now everybody can afford to ride everywhere at all times, at any price, at any cost. And then it was like having your clothes washed and folded and dry cleaned. Like all this stuff became more affordable and more accessible. Well, if you take zero knowledge hashing or you take the obfuscation of the ring signatures from Monero, if you take these other tools that we're employing all the time in cryptocurrency, if you bring it back to the uh, to the gig economy, which got stifled, there will be an explosion of free market wealth. And that's not an opinion. That's an observation. That that it, it's a fact. Like that will happen. Mm. My friend, you have an amazing mind, and uh, I'm glad I had a chance to talk to you today, buddy. <laughs> you always make me think, man. I, I left uh, our meeting the first time wondering, what the hell am I missing? Why am I not as smart as this guy? And uh, Nathan, man, you are wonderful. Anything else you want to share with uh, the guests? 
No, I mean, anybody that listens, thank you for listening. I, uh, I, I love some support. I, I never want to charge anybody anything. I, I only want my, um, any of my events to be funded by people that want to support them. I don't ever want to charge a ticket price. I want people to go, wow, that guy is able to, to get together material that needs to be shared and seen. And I don't know. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man. It was my pleasure. You always have a uh, seat at the table here, okay? Yeah, no problem. No, it was it was fun being on. I'd like to be on, uh, you know, again. Oh, I'd, definitely. Uh, I'd like to be on for a battle with, like, selfie. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like no, no, no. Like, dude, like, like, you're so calm. and You're such, like, a nice little theater. Uh, I, I, I think that you actually have a theater within which we could have a civil discussion plenty of arguments that actually sounds good a battle royal of the minds right 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 super chill yeah that's yeah no cool. i i really appreciate you having me on um i i hope to be on i hope to have something more to report on in the future i i, I hope to be a return visitor that sounds good to me and when you do you let me know and i'll have you back on the show my friend thank you much for having me sir no problem. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nathan Hawk. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Nathan, have a good one, buddy. Hi, right, man. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.